All right. Welcome to another edition of the Weekly Five Series, your safe place for chasing financial independence, where we're helping people build a financial strategy, make working optional five to 10 years early. This week's episode is part two of our Path to Financial Independence series. Uh, So part two of five, where we talk about the five actions to take in each one of these phases on your journey to financial independence. Last week, we we did phase one. So um, I hope you caught last week's episode. So episode one was, was nothing about numbers. It was all alignment to your values and your goals. If you didn't uh, catch it, be sure to give it a listen. I think it sets up the really important conversations for you to have either with yourself or your spouse about values and goals, because those are the important things to nail down first, and then everything else kind of falls into place. The values and goals kind of acts as your North Star, keeps you on track. Um, And then today, this episode six of the Weekly Fives, which stands for Financial Independence versus Endless Struggle. Today, we talk about numbers a little bit more. So, all right, glad you're here. We always start off with a a macro and market update. A few headlines to keep you ahead of uh, 90% of the people out there. So let's get into it. Uh, Macro update. So the ISM, which is the Institute of Supply Management, so it's a barometer of service-oriented business conditions. So that reached a a four-month high, up 3% from previous month. That could be a a bullish signal. Um, What else in the macro? ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers Discovery launch a joint sports streaming service. Maybe you shake up there in the TV industry. On the earnings side, as we kind of come to the tail end of Q4 earnings, Snap, so Snapchat earnings down 30%. PayPal was down 11%. Uh, the, the thing that's really ripping right now is anything to do with AI. Um, those stocks are just, are just smoking hot right now, which is propping up uh, all the indexes, which I'll share in a minute. Job claims around 220,000. That's right around forecast. Interesting thing, credit card debt delinquency rate surged more than 50% in 2023. That's the highest level they've been since 08. We remember what happened in 08. Um, consumer credit, that rose only $1.5 billion. So experts were expecting a $15 billion uh, jump in December. So that's quite the drop from $23 billion in November. I think it's a sign people are starting to feel the pain of revolving credit. Uh, so we'll see. Next week, we got the CPI. Uh, for January, which is always a market mover. In the market itself, NASDAQ had a good week, up 2.3%. So now 8.2% year to date. So we talk a lot about, um, with the weekly fives and life in 20 here, about having your money work for you. So only a, you know, what, five weeks into the year, the NASDAQ index is up 8%, right? So if you had $10,000, in the market, you have 10800 If you had it in a low-interest savings account, you've probably got $10,050. Uh, that's the difference maker. And uh, that's what 
what, what separates people from um, reaching their goals and working longer. S&P 500, up 1.5% for the week, up 6% year-to-date. That's the top 500 companies in the country. So uh, let's see, Bitcoin. Bitcoin was the best of the bunch, up 11% this week. Um, and I think now up 7% year-to-date. Oil, uh, oil was up 5.6% for the week and uh, about the same for year-to-date. And then the Meg 7, you know, that's your Google, Apple, Amazon, Meta, Microsoft, NVIDIA, what else? Tesla. Uh, that's up 2.6% this week and leads all indexes at 15% year to date. All right, there's the updates. And again, the whole purpose of the macro and market updates each week is to keep you informed. So if you checked out the entire week or you don't pay attention to, the, to, to any of what's anything that's moving in the markets, um, you can tune in here once a week and you're always going to get that. And, uh, you know, it's a good way to stay up to date, <clears throat> feel informed and hope you make better decisions regarding your investments. So, uh, let's see, uh, fives challenge is next on the list, how we're doing here. So remember fives challenge is the commitment we made to investing aggressively starting in January, 2024 towards financial independence by contributing the majority of our monthly expenses to the F bucket, which if you've listened to previous episodes, you know that's the freedom bucket, by maxing out the 401k and dollar cost averaging the rest into five stocks. For the next five years, so until January 2029, to reach financial freedom five years early so we can travel young. That's our goals. That script can be used for any goals. And I hope you eventually join us in doing the same. I do plan on running a couple short videos maybe or how-tos on how to set that up. I use Fidelity and they make it really easy with a, it's called a a basket fund. You pay for it. It's like four bucks a month. It makes it real easy. Just hit one button and, and it um, it divides the allocation to all of the stocks evenly, which is nice. So what's the performance so far? Remember, we got started January 23rd, so up 1.3%. Now, look, doesn't sound like much, um, but look, if you trended that over a year, that'd be a 33% increase. Um, now, doubtful we achieve that, but it does provide some context on how your money can work for you. So the big winner in my basket of five so far has been Amazon. The big loser has been PayPal. I mentioned earlier, we're down 11% this week, um, at least I think on Thursday. Uh, when earnings were released. Uh, but I always welcome that opportunity to buy at a lower price. Price. So this morning, in fact, I added a thousand bucks to PayPal and 500 to Riot, which is that Bitcoin miner. Both were, were down uh, for the week. So strongly encourage you to buy the dip when you're investing. That's the beauty of dollar cost and average. You don't just lump in to take a position. You take multiple positions throughout your investing uh, time frame. And that's when you catch the market and stocks at their low points. And, you know, when they rally and they grow over time, it's all about lowering your cost basis. Um, so where are we at now? So the fund is now just over four grand. And I will um, find ways to, to share that as it gets bigger and we go through kind of that journey, ups and downs. Right now, again, the market is ripping. It's hot. It's been like this for three months. 
Can't imagine it lasts. Feels like we're due for a pullback, but we'll uh, we'll see. Um, so remember on the fives challenge as well, the premise here is to show others how easy it is to set up a basket of stocks, contribute weekly or monthly. Um, I'm not personally worrying about deep diversification here. Uh, that's what the S&P 500 index, which VU would be my recommendation there, or VTI, which is the total stock market index. Um, that's what the retirement accounts for. This is a targeted group of winning companies that I believe will be around in five years that I bought of a discount off the all-time highs with what I think is a reasonable market cap. So keep that in mind. Yours might be different. You might want to pick 10 to 15. You may want to pick one. Just make sure it's not all your eggs in one basket type thing. Um, this is a brokerage account, uh, which then, you know, you, you know, don't have to be tied into a, uh, 401k or retirement account that you can't access to 59 and a half. So it gives you a little bit more flexibility how you use the money. All right. Uh, bucket tracker. That's always the third thing. So remember there's five things we touch on each week. Bucket tracker is number three. And Let's see here how we're doing. Wow. Uh, nine days into February, $4,100 in. But I don't mind it. Why don't I mind spending 4100 in nine days? Because 2600 of that has been dropped right into that F bucket, that freedom bucket. So that's 65% of my monthly expense so far has been into my freedom bucket or my future bucket. So remember... Part of the five's challenge is I want my greatest monthly expense to be in that F bucket. And that's not going to be true for everybody. I get it. But the seasonal life we're in, we're able to make that that possible. You want to just continue to increase that as much as you can, even if it's 1% a year. Uh, better if it's 1% a month. Just slowly start to increase what you can contribute to that F bucket. Um. So what's, uh, see, my biggest expense this month is $670 hitch. We put on the car, uh, fell into our transport uh, bucket, our T-bucket. feels like it's always something with these cars, um, but this should be it for a while. We had another big hit last year, too, or last month, too. So, and I probably shared my general feeling on cars. This is an area where most people's money goes to die, and it really works against them. So these assets, they're on the decline. And there's people out there that, they're making 40 k a year and they have a $600 car payment. It makes no sense. It's the fastest way to stay broke. So really evaluate what you need and, you know, focus on the things that, that really move you forward and hopefully are appreciating value. We're working on those five phases to financial independence. And we talked about phase one last week. This week's phase two. Phase two is called financial assessment, our reality check. So let's dive in. Number one, what is your current debt? So the key here is to get laser focused on paying off the highest interest rates first. Now, most likely that's in this order. Credit cards, personal loans, student loans, car payment, then mortgage. And the easiest way to do this and the funnest way to do it is just list all your assets in one column and all your debts in another column. That difference is going to be your net worth. Another fun one to play, and a fun way to play this first one in terms of determining your debt, once you figure that out, you can also go to ssa.gov and look up 
um, through the social security website, how much you've made in your life. So that would be all the income, take everything you've made and then what assets you have minus the debts, what's left over. Are you net positive? Are you net negative? Where are you at in that? And that, that, that could be a little fun exercise you can do with your spouse as well. Number two, what is your monthly spread? Also known as cash flow. Talked about this in the bucket tracker episode, right? What are your expenses? This is the most important first step to start this FI or financial independence journey. So remember, we track our expenses in five buckets. And then we subtract the total from our monthly net income. This is your cash flow. There's more about this in the January 19th uh, podcast episode. So what's your current debt? What's your monthly cash flow? Those are the first two in this financial assessment and reality check. Number three, how much are you investing into your F bucket? Right? So refer to this cash flow exercise that you do. I'm tracking your monthly expenses. And there should be a link to that bucket tracker uh, in the show notes. Uh, You can download, print them out. Um, But the goal here is each month, we want to increase our contributions to that F bucket, which is your, you know, it's it's the money going to 401k, pensions, Roth, IRA, brokerage account, emergency savings. This is your freedom bucket. And so this helps you determine if you're prioritizing the right amount of dollars, you know, in relation to what your net income is into that F bucket. We're not going to be able to save our way to retirement. You have to invest your way there. And you can't get there if you're only contributing the national average, which is 6% to your F bucket. Now, that might be your three-year assessment. That's, that's where you come out. That's fine. That's what the assessment's for. Work on making that 8%, then 10, then 12, then 15, then 20. You know, the best kind of rule of thumb here, you'll want to be somewhere between 10 and 20% of your net income into that F bucket each, each month. You'll be in good shape if you can get there. Okay, number four. How much of an emergency fund do you have? So you might have heard experts say, you know, you want three to six months of your living expenses should be in savings. Ultimately for any type of job loss for the main, um, you know, income in your family. But I mean, how many people do you know have had to tap into this fund? And, And don't get me wrong. I agree in principle about this, but just make sure most of your money is working for you and doesn't sit dormant, you know, or static uh, because you're going to lose to inflation every year. Remember, 3% inflation, I think we're down to 3.3% inflation right now. It's 3% we have to make up on our money each year to keep buying power even with the cost of inflation. We all know how everything's getting expensive. 3% is kind of that number right now, but it's been as high as nine, right? And that can change quickly. So we don't want to just sit on a pile of cash if we don't need to, but I also get the principle, I also get the understanding. I too have a six months of living expenses 
um, that we've averaged out in case, you know, something should happen with uh, our employment. Okay. And then finally, number five, what's your number? Um, we talked about this in a previous episode, um, but what are you working towards? How much money do you need in your accounts to leave your nine to five and live the life you desire? Again, we recorded an episode on this, how to calculate your number in 10 seconds. But this ultimately is super important. And maybe you don't know yet, especially if you're young. You don't know how much you think. But if you're over the age of 40, you should know this number, right? How much money do you need each month to live your best life? I've told you before, mine's eight. So eight times 12 is 96 a year times 25 is 2.4 million. That's how we get to our number. Now, look, there's other factors, but this is quick, dirty math, back of the napkin, whatever you want to call it. It's just, it's good framework to start. So we're not drifting through these years that are so important to design. So figure out your number that fits into your assessment. and It's going to feed everything you do in step three and four. So it's really important that you figure that out. It's a great conversation. It really gets to the root of what you need to be happy. You know, once you have that freedom, once you have that control and time on your side. So phase two, just to recap, it's all about assessment. Assessment and evaluating your current financial situation. No shame, no blame, right? Reality check is healthy, right? For your financial health, it's exactly what we should be doing. And we should be doing it regularly. So we can't get to where we want to go, right? Without being honest about where we're at. So these five steps in phase two will help you get you and your family back on course. So remember, we're trying to fund the rest of your life. There are no loans for retirement. Remember that. Okay. So look, Got to wrap. I've been better at the 20 minutes. Been better, but we got to wrap. You now have insight into phase one and to phase two and how you reach financial independence. Probably two most important checkpoints in your journey, right? And next week, we'll cover phase three and share the daily actions to take you to a point where you're reaching financial independence. Have a good week ahead. We'll catch you later. Bye.